want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. confidently shut up it is wednesday march 29 2023 here and uh not a lot to talk about in the world of the flyers and the nhl these days and to do that i found an old friend nick is back <laughs> greetings i got a call of uh, call of the bullpen yeah for the writing <laughs> i came running out it has been a hot minute since you've been on this program We've seen each other at Phantoms games on multiple occasions yeah, this yeah. year, but not, not not on the pod. Yeah, we used you and I used to do a lot of post games, but the problem is neither one of us actually want to watch the games anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've I'm not gonna lie, like I, I stuck to my guns. I was checked out, and I honestly have not watched much at all. It was too painful. Like I, I just just can't watch it. Didn't want to support the GM or the owner, but now they're gone. Yeah, I caught every game before Christmas, and then afterwards I've caught maybe, I don't know, half dozen or something like that. Ch- <laughs> yeah. Checked in on a couple. I, ju- I just, there's no point. There's no point in sitting down watching these games. People get very fucking high and mighty about, ah, how dare you not watch the games? Fuck off. I've watched yeah. this team lose every night for three years now, okay? I've had enough. There's nothing, there's nothing new to learn. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing of the season is a lot of the observations that I make now here in March were the exact same things that I feel like I noticed back in October. You know, mm-hmm. they were playing well, they're playing hard, some of the kids have good games, some guys are down games, Tony D'Angelo fucking sucks, Sanheim sucks. It's the same fucking observations every night. So at this point in time, like I watched every night the last two years as well, and that fucking sucked. So I I, I deserve, you know, a few months off here. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and and no one could call us fair weather either. Or anyone on this podcast, you're the the, the the fellow brotherly podsters. Like we we did tons of post game shows. Ton, you've done tons of articles, tons of tweeting, tons of everything. And it's just there was to me there was no point. Like there was many times I'd be checking hockey scores. Like oh they played tonight. Like that has happened more than a couple times yeah. here. Yeah. I'm like yeah. oh and hey, it, Flyers yeah. are playing right now. Like when they played the. 
uh, the Penguins a couple weeks ago and they got destroyed by Pittsburgh, like that Saturday afternoon game. Like, nope. no hype. You know what I mean? No. Nope. Like, used to circle those dates on the calendar. Now it's like, yeah. oh, didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> yeah, like Flyers Rangers. Like, oh, I'm watching this game tonight. Flyers Devils, I'm watching this game tonight. No, nah, it's, it's whatever. Like, the rivalries are all dead. Yep. I, I think if it was the other way around, like, if you have two teams that hate each other and one of them stinks, it definitely takes the wind out of the sail. It doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't help the, rival- uh, help the whole rivalry gimmick there yeah. in the first place. And then. Yeah. If both teams are bad or both teams are good, <laughs> then it's okay. But when you have, when you've been a doormat to your rivals for the last ten years, eh, what what rivalry? When when your rival can sell out the Wells Fargo Center, not your own fans. Yep. What yeah. what rivalry is that? Well, there is hopefully change in the horizon. They have got rid of Chuck Fletcher, and Dave Scott will be gone. By July, July 2nd, uh, mm-hmm. he will be free of Dave Scott. He will return to the ninth circle of hell in which he came. <laughs> and uh, I know you were driving the you know Dave Scott out the bus very hard and uh, oh, yeah. hated old Chucky Fletcher there. So uh, well, how are you, you feeling too. about this change, Nick? Well, you did too. I want you to take oh, credit yeah. too. Uh, like, <laughs> I was no and, fan of either one of those two. And, yeah. and, and, and I, I think it was with you, Mike and Manny. And you, you were willing to give old Chucky a chance. And I, and I understood the logic. Like, all right, we had a pandemic. We had this. We had that. And then you realize, like, well, everyone else had a pandemic and everyone else had to deal with stuff and they made moves and they improved and they did this. And our guy just, like I, I said it before, he came in to replace Hextall. So, like, Hextall obviously has many busts that are draft picks. Yep. Um, didn't really build towards anything. You know, uh, no, any playoff series wins under Hextall? No. Mm, no. no, no, he made three, I believe. That would have been 14, 16, and 18. Correct. Rangers, Caps, Penguins, and they got their asses kicked all three times badly. Yeah, especially the last two. The Rangers one, I believe, was close. Game like, seven, di- yeah, di- yeah, yeah, yeah. Flyers fans refuse. There's there's a lot of fans that are to they refuse to admit that Mason was a good goaltender. Yeah, that is a uh, he was a good fucking goalie. Shane is very good. anti Steve Mason, and I never quite understood that one. Uh, and he had, like, some of the coolest goalie masks, not that it matters, yeah. like, as far as, but he had, like, the, the zombie masks, those were cool. But he was very good, yes. I was he was a, a good goaltender, and he had, the, yeah, he had Nick Schultz in front of him, and Andrew McDonald, and Brandon racist-ass Manning mm-hmm. in front of him, and, like, he had some bad defensive cores in front of him. Michael Delzato. Michael Delzato, Jesus. <laughs> we talked about this on on. Uh, maybe one of the pre-recorded frequent flyers that didn't hit the airs, the airwaves yet, but there was that era of players from like 2015 to like modern day that I remember played for this team, but I could not tell you when they played for. Michael Delzato <laughs> was an example I used because I'm like, I remember he was here. I don't remember when he was here. Like he and Mark Streit and Van Veldy and Belmar, <laughs> like they all played. I remember playing vividly. I still have nightmares to this fucking day. Yeah. But like I don't remember what year. It's just all one gigantic fucking blur. And Medvedev. <laughs> oh Jesus, Medvedev and uh, Labush, not Labushkin. Who's the other one? Lubimov. Lubimov. Robin Lubimov. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. I'll get to Chuck here in a minute, but like speaking of all those like horrible rosters that were like so top heavy, like you had guys here, yeah. Drew Simmons, Shen, Couturier, Voracek. Voracek. That was a core to build around. Yeah. 
and he didn't. And they didn't do it? He made all the, I'm the smartest guy in the room draft picks, horrible free agent signings. Wouldn't I remember like, I think you've talked about this too, so I apologize to everyone out there for repeating, but like, I rewarded you all by acquiring Peter Morazic. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. To salvage our playoff hopes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this dickhead GM has a core, doesn't do anything with it. And now you have Chuck Fletcher stepping in, and he somehow got – I, I think Chuck Fletcher, just like Peter Chiarelli, you'll never see them GM again. I would hope so. I th- I do think Trelly's done. Fletcher, I don't know. You got me. I would hope so, idiot. but uh, I mean, look what he you did never know. Here. We've seen teams do dumber shit. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Nothing surprises me anymore. But he's the worst GM in Flyers history. He's worse than Hextall. Um, yeah, by a country fucking mile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like not one. Like he got rid of. He traded away Simmons, right? Right after the Stanley yes, series. he would have. That would have been one of his first moves, I believe. Yeah. So like, if you're, that's when you just should have done, just full on commit to, just get rid of anyone you could have back then, instead of just like, just. Like, nope. We have to salvage the Hextall area. Yeah. We have to win with Travis Konechny. Oh God! I hope he <laughs> like look Travis Konechny. He shoved it up my ass this year a little bit. He set a career high in goals, and I've for three years, three and a half years now, I've been shitting on him. I will still maintain he has one goal in 22 playoff games because he's soft. But at least he showed this year he can be coached up. You still trying and to get rid of okay, You have to because like, his <laughs> timeline doesn't match up with the rest of the team. You have to Theoretically, move him. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not – technically, I actually have a bunch of hockey DBs pulled up. He's – he just turned 26, and he has a very manageable cap hit. So, like, why wouldn't you yep. – yeah, why wouldn't you acquire that? So, especially with the 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 earmark of a rebuild under those the, the those circumstances, he should probably be the first one to go this summer as your most valuable trade chip. You know, yeah. and you know people talk about Provorov and Hart, and and it's difficult because those are guys that have value, and in terms of trade ship value, probably round up the top three there with Konechny, but they mm-hmm. each mean something to this team in different ways. Whereas Konechny is just a fucking 50-point winger. One yeah. good season in eight years doesn't mean shit, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But you know, you I got think. Forrester, you got Tippett, you got Brink, you got fucking Atkinson coming back, Allison's like, you got so many fucking right wings on this team that can fill this group out where Konechny is not an integral piece. Mm-hmm. He's not. You know, maybe there's a slightly more to give there, but you're not looking at a legitimate, true top guy. The value you can get for him via trade more than likely outweighs what you can do with him roster-wise, and especially considering you've got a built-in replacement in and Tippett Forrester waiting in the wings there. Mm-hmm. Trade him. Yeah, trade him. Like, uh, and you would think Briere is smart enough if he's a re- if he's still the GM come the summertime postseason. Yeah. You know, what is your faith uh, in all uh, Danny B there, dude? Like, what the fuck do I know? I mean, <laughs> honestly, he has no track record, right? Yep. So I don't know. I, I, that's I, I, that's all I got. Like I think anyone that tries to say too much, we have nothing really to base this all. Like Chuck Fletcher, we had his tenure in Minnesota where he showed he was willing to go for big fish like Suter and Parise, but the moron signed him to such ridiculous deals. The rest of the team is still paying for it. 
today. It will be for Bill the next Garrett few years. Picking yeah. up the pieces, right? Um, all Fletcher could do was build a mediocre team at best in Minnesota that would get smacked in the first round. I think one second round appearance, and he comes here and you win a bubble against the four seed in a playoff series in a bubble against the 14 seed. Yep. Yeah. Connect me has to go. Like you said, like I like Owen Tippett. He like, from what I've seen, I like him. I like uh, uh, Noah Cates. Yes. Winger. Center. Primarily center. Primarily center yeah. Of the season, yeah. But um, yeah, Wade Allison, if he can fucking stay healthy, um, would you, would you trade? No, this is probably even possible. Would you trade Cam Atkinson, though? I'd buy him out. That'd be my uh, path on that one. I wrote a piece about that earlier in the week on Brotherly Puck. It's just the, the the money is favorable. It's not terrible. I don't remember what the exact numbers are off the top of my head. I think it's like three and a half mil in freed cap over the next two seasons, and then it's only 1.7 against the cap for the following two years, which That's should it. theoretically be negligible if the cap ever fucking rises between now and then. Um, it, it makes sense. The guy's 34, coming off neck surgery. He's got two years left at 5.8. If he can come back and be a 50-point guy, it's not if. a bad number. But the age mixed with the injury, I find it hard to believe anybody's going to take a shot on him. Yeah. So I like it, the idea buyout. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's one of the guys that it actually makes sense, especially can, you know, the Kevin Hayes buyout was thrown around earlier in the year, and that is one ugly fucking number that it ultimately ends up being there. Um they pay for it big time, basically after next season. Whereas the Atkinson one is very kind of favorable when it comes to that kind of thing. So I'd do it. No, I'm not against uh, not against buying him out. You know, it's nothing against the person. It's just again, there's so much positional chaos there at right wing where somebody's going to have to get moved. Somebody, yeah. it's it's going to either be Konechny and or Atkinson at this point. One of them needs to go. And I mean, quite frankly, you can get rid of fucking both of them for like, I don't really give a shit, but no, I, I, I've been saying this for three years. I don't really have any attachment to anybody. No, there's nobody left on this roster that I give a fucking single shit about. Some I'll go to bat harder than others, but for the most yeah. part, yeah, fuck them. There's, there's guys I have hopes for, but I mean, remember during the Hextall era, it's like, oh, the Flyers have the most prospects in this world junior tournament. Ugh. Oh, we're already or back the on the bandwagon. Like People a, are reverting to that hardcore already on Twitter. What? Like, oh. This prospect, we can have this prospect do this, and I'm like, God, no. it is 2014 all over again. Like the time has not moved. <laughs> we are just time right back circle. at the beginning of that. We're just jerking off our fucking prospects. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I like some of these younger players. Like that, I did see the Forrester goal against uh, Flurry. Yeah. Ooh! Yeah. I got, some, I got some blood flow down there watching that. I wish I could fire it like that. Holy cow! Like he's got that shot. I've, I've liked what I've seen with him at the Phantoms this year. Yeah, I've won yeah. a ton of games, but I like him and Denoye. But again, I, I just refuse to get too excited anymore because here we were, you know, 10 years ago, seven years Doing ago, the same excited thing. about yeah. Sandheim and Goss, this <laughs> yeah. and other dickheads I can't remember that didn't even make it. So, And it's hard because I do think this current crop of prospects possesses a higher ceiling than a vast majority of the Hextall guys. The the Brinks, the Danoyes, the Foresters, guys like that, like I do think will be better players than a vast majority of the players Hextall drafted, but I don't think they're stars. They're not legit top line talent. They're middle sixers, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I I think you got a pretty sizable team built here based off your in-house solutions in the bottom nine, but you're missing that talent. You know, mm-hmm. Goatee is going back to college for another fucking year, and he was already kind of a questionable guy. You're going to 
completely ruined your draft position this year. You're going to take some fucking Joe Rock and Roll eighth overall. You know, yeah. you're, you're missing that high-end talent. And this free agents market looks like absolute shit this summer. They declared a rebuild, so it's a built-in excuse to not add talent anyway. So it really does boil down to just adding that complete top line's worth of, of talent to kind of guide these young guys forward. And it would help the guys that are already here. If there was a legit top center on this team, fucking Owen Tippett would be better, and Morgan Frost wouldn't have his plate as full, and it's just, one big piece impacts another. So it yeah. just... It's kind of about finding that talent, and it still doesn't feel like there's a real solution to doing so because they keep fucking up their draft positioning. Yeah. Yeah, stop so. winning, you idiots. <laughs> Six-game point streak now, I believe. God! <laughs> In March, after they're 20 points out of a playoff spot. Eh. I, I, I appreciate that they're saying rebuild, at least, because like, I don't want them... Don't don't go signing a 29-year-old at $7 million when it's not time. I mean, like, don't do it. We've done that enough the last 10 years. I don't know, like I. And then they didn't do it when it mattered most with Drew. <laughs> yeah, like it's just. Um, what about Kevin Hayes trade? Keep. I, if I was a betting man, I think he's getting traded, but probably having some level of money retained to do so. Which I talked about this on Freaking Flyer. It doesn't make a ton of sense if you're in a rebuild to craft a trade to maintain salary. But if it's low enough, if it's like one and a half to two million for three more years, where it's kind of negligible. And you get maybe a second-round pick in return, fine, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But I, I don't think... The original idea of moving Hayes was to move as much money as possible in order to go sign Larkin in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. And then Chuck Fletcher gets fired and Larkin gets resigned, and all of a sudden you're in a rebuild, quote-unquote. So now there's no real pressure to move Hayes either. But, I mean, this guy is fucking been goddamn terrible ever since the All-Star game. He was a point-per-game guy for 50-some games, and all of a sudden the last 23 or 24 have been shit. So it's been a... I don't know what they ultimately end up doing with him, but I I do think he's probably one of the guys to get moved this summer. But given the fucking flat cap still choking out the league at this point, I don't know who is a taker and at what price they're a taker. But I think they need to be careful with retaining salary because... If you're stuck with $3 million on the books in, like, two mm. years from now, and it's go time and you need every dollar possible, but you've retained fucking half of Hayes' contract to do so, eh, you know, a bit annoying of a process there. So they got to mm. be careful with it. But I, I do assume that uh, he's going to have money retained and then dealt well, somewhere yeah. far away. Actually, pre- more than likely going to Columbus to go play with Johnny Gaudreau because he's pissed off the Flyers didn't get him. But And I don't think him and Tortorella like each other anymore. Probably not, no. <laughs> I don't think they were invited to Christmas dinner this year. No. He's just, a, I mean, there, there's so much. I mean, I fucking don't even know Chuck Fletcher and I hate his guts. Like there's, <laughs> there's so many, there's so much that's going to have to get weighted through his contracts. Like the Sandheim contract didn't even kick in yet. Nope. He, he fucking sucks. I know yeah. I haven't watched much, but like from what I, do you see him like, even just reading Twitter? Like, he stinks. Tony D'Angelo, the asset management, like, we're not keeping this. We'll move that. We'll do this. Like, for, for, and, and like, then you sign, like we talked about before, like Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo stinks. Yep. Like, he's a disgrace to all Italians, okay? <laughs> I don't claim him. And <laughs> he's a slightly better Shane Gostas bear. You know, I, fuck, I would even question that at this point. <laughs> You're right. Like, he's a turnover machine. He's another, Again, he's another one of those guys you live and die with 
how he plays, but like you ain't living that much with him. No, nope. you're just dying a lot. And then he's this is like Goss's bear fits in nice on the Hurricanes because it's the same reason does. why D'Angelo fit in nice with the Hurricanes. Yeah, they're a fucking sturdy defensive unit where he yeah. his mistakes are covered by the rest of the team. He can survive in that kind of role. And he only plays like 15 minutes a night. Got yeah. Goss's bear now. He's yeah. playing like 10 minutes less a night with Carolina than he was in Phoenix or. They'll always be Phoenix today. Uh, <laughs> then with the Coyotes. Uh, maybe not 10 full minutes, but like a lot less. That's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's just... the When you have a team like Carolina, it hides a lot of the faults. And, you know, the Flyers bought high on D'Angelo because he played well in Carolina last year because he was kept afloat by the good, solid defensive structure they have. When you come to the Flyers, where not a single fucking player on this roster knows how to play defense, all of a sudden he looks like New York Tony D'Angelo, where he's fucking falling down at the slightest bit of pressure. You know, partner that with Sanheim being shit. Boy, who could have ever called Sanheim shit? (laughs) But it's just like... It's bad. I, I do think D'Angelo should be relatively easy to trade this summer. You know, he's still a 40-plus point power play guy who's a right shot on one-year contract at $5 million. It should have no problem doing that um, with Ra- with Ronnie Adderd in your system, who's going to essentially take up the same role, the offensive defenseman right shot guy, who's at worst going to be just as bad as D'Angelo for $4 million less, by the way. Mm. You know, that's uh, it, it's a smart move to do it. You know, you're probably not going to get what you paid for him, but uh, snag a fucking third round pick for D'Angelo and move on with your goddamn lives and chalk it up to a shit loss of the Fletcher era. But uh, yeah, there's no reason why this guy should be back next year. What about uh, the other dickhead that we have now stuck with? Uh, Ristolainen? We're stuck with him for four more years? Yeah. He's actually been probably one of their better defensemen this year, all things considered. Which, (laughs) you know, it's fine. He. He was a product of the Tortorella machine. You know, some of these guys have been thrown in the doghouse and come out better. Most of them have. And Ristolainen was one of those guys. Now, I think just the general decline state of the team over the last few weeks, even though they're winning games, they're not playing nearly as sturdy as they were there for a little while. Um, you know, his play defaulted, but especially in the analytic world, Ristolainen has been pretty pretty highly valued to everyone's fucking chagrin, which is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could probably move if you really wanted to. But I don't think that's gonna. I think he's here for at least next season. Maybe they reassess afterward. But he don't even bother me that much. Nah, he's a fine third pair guy. If 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 this defense was fine and he was playing the way he was, it'd be fucking. He'd be a good player to have around. But you know, you're missing top guys. Um, a lot of guys on the right side, probably both first and second line mm. guys. But you know, Braun's gone, right? It was a one year extension. Yeah, he's well <laughs> supposed to be gone unless they fucking resigned his dumbass again. Though, given that he's about 37 right now and fucking plays like he's about 85, uh, I don't think he's coming back. Hopefully, maybe. You never know. <laughs> which other defenseman I'm forgetting? Uh, Sealer and Provorov. Eh? Trade Provorov. By the way, I have a Provorov jersey before he pulled that bullshit, okay? You should have sold it. I did. I made almost $200 on the, my Provorov oh, jersey I because I sold that. it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't think of that because all these idiots were like oh he and bought yep. jerseys yep fuck I, I, bet, I bet you i still could probably <laughs> guess what i'm listing on ebay after we record yeah but i would uh it's a state it's the black one yeah you probably have no problem flipping it yeah um but i don't know that's that one's a very <laughs> personally i think he's gone 
I, I think that he's burned a lot of bridges long before the Pride Night thing even happened. I mean, there's, it's been yeah. well over a year now that there have been some stories that he's been unhappy. A douche. Um, so I, I think he's gone from an on-ice replacement. Fuck, that's going to be hard. You know, there's, there's nobody on this team that does what he does. And, you know, the, the minute munching, the 30 minutes a night, the, you know, uh, his play gets nitpicked probably more than anybody else does. And the lack of quality around him, you know, hurts his overall play. So they're going to move him, but I don't think they're going to get good market value for him. And Not first, thus they're for probably a guy that could be a second number two defender. You, you just want you a have... random first round pick for Provorov, your top guy like that. Mm-hmm. If you want to draft German Rubsov and re- in re- you know replacement of Provorov, I don't. I, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, in an ideal world, and again, it does not help that Jacob Churkin went for fucking nothing at the tra- yeah. deadline. So ooh, I have my reservations about trading him, even though he's a gigantic piece of human shit from a hockey perspective. Like he's not the easiest guy to replace on this team. So I would not ultimately su- be surprised one way or another whether he gets moved or stayed. I, I would assume whether it's Breer or whoever that was going to be GM would be smart enough to not just move the guy for the sake of moving him. Um, but at the same time, if you're rebuilding and he sucks and you want to move on, you know, you fucking may as well trade him. How old is he? 26, 27? Yeah, he's slightly older than Connecting is. His timeline doesn't match. Probably not. I mean, he's on a reasonable contract. 6.7 for a you know, top defenseman in this day and age is pretty goddamn good. Most of them are getting eight or nine million dollars these days. So, you know, I, uh, I like I said, I would not be surprised either way whether he stays or goes. Um, and then Sealer, Nick Sealer is going to get, he's going to pick up a fucking eight by eight extension. At the, well, actually, Fletcher's gone. So I mean, we don't have to worry. I, in my mind, I'm always like, fuck, this guy's going to get resigned and everything's going to suck and they're going to resign. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I don't know. No more Nick Sealer, please. Yeah, I, I know. It, I look, I know he gives effort. I appreciate that whole fight first team. <laughs> he's punching above his level this year. I get it. He's fine. At the end of the day, he's a number seven defenseman who's playing like a decent number six. You don't need him if people want him, which apparently he did have interest at the trade deadline. But of course, we just fucking couldn't trade him. So what a what a shocking trade deadline. Oh yeah, you haven't uh, had your JVR uh, rant yet. I. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, if they, if, if Briere or anyone resigns him, I am going to lose my mind. We have a uh, friendly wager on a uh, freaking flyer hoping that JVR gets resigned. Yeah. Just, just for the lulls. Oh my God. <laughs> he's probably my most hated flyer in the last 20 years. Yeah, he's probably he's pretty high up there. Yeah. I, I mean, this millennia, I can't think of Andrew McDonald. But Andrew McDonald, like, that was just a bonehead contract by Holmgren. Oh, yeah. McDonald and JVR are probably my two most hated flyers over the last 20 years. Yeah. Probably uh, high up there. I would actually need to sit down and take some time to figure that one out. But JVR is definitely in the top three. Yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, I, I think Fletcher... That, that deadline, unable to move JVR for anything. Unable to... He, I mean, he froze and didn't do anything. He didn't start making calls till 1.40 p.m. I, I like that he's gone, and when, like, some idiot leaves, like, people start leaking shit. Like, just how incompetent he was. I mean, the comment about using the app. <laughs> he's got a dating app set up to fucking, uh, to, uh, uh analyze trade. Apparently that's a real thing. Apparently, like, the analytics department has stuff for that. You know, some kind of app to weigh trade values and stuff like that. But, uh... It's ridiculous, one way or the other. Um, like, that's your fucking job, and if you need a fucking app 
to find out your trade values. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just what a disastrous tenure as a GM. Like, Yeah, it was, uh, it was not good. Only went backwards. Oh, by the way, about the Provorov, before I forget, like, is it like Snow the goalie? Like they've almost kind of like leaked out a couple times, and they're doing their podcast. Like that, that he's not very well liked by his teammates on a personal level. Ah, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Like I said, there have been rumors, like probably for well over a year now, that uh, he is not the most you know friendly individual. Um, so you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that trade deadline was uh, disastrous. Yeah, all you had to do was move JVR. Yeah, couldn't do it when, and that was you know a record-setting trade deadline as well. There were fifty-some trades made yeah. in a couple weeks leading up to it. Literally everybody of every size, contract status, fucking retired. You know, <laughs> everyone's getting Shea Weber got fucking moved. Like it's just like holy shit. Like yeah, it was, it was the failure that uh, I think the the pure backlash of that didn't do him well. I think he was still dealing with the Johnny Gaudreau thing from the summer before, you know, mm-hmm. the, the negative taste on that one. Mm-hmm. There were rumors that the Provorov situation blindsided the business side, that they did not know he was going to do that, and that fell on Chuck Fletcher's shoulders, and uh, they were unhappy about that. So it really has been the last year. That. Yeah, some of the some of the stuff that has popped up. It's been basically every disaster that has happened over the last year ultimately cost him his job. Now, he probably should have been fired after the first disaster yeah, <laughs> rather yeah, than yeah. waste a full another year, but eventually the, the karmic train there did catch up to him. So, I mean, even when the pandemic hit and like the Knights are signing Petrangelo and Flyers um, are bringing on uh, Eric Gustafson. Yeah, like people were making moves. Like, I believe the Flyers did try to go do uh, Petrangelo and they, he immediately told them to fuck off. So. Yeah, uh, it's just... <laughs> I, I've said it when you had me on, like, it's been a while now, but I, I always would say, like, Chuck Fletcher had had no foresight. He had no... Nope. Like, that's what I like about, excuse me, the Blues GM. Like, he sees that the current window was not open, and he gets rid of O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Mikola? Barbashev. Barbashev, who killed everybody during that Stanley Cup run when yep. they won it. Um like, that's foresight. Yeah. You like, tear down yeah. before you get into the yeah. pits. Yeah. And you have uh member of Brotherly Pod. You have Robert Thomas. And you have uh, Jordan Cairo. Yeah. Pieces to build around. Pareko's taking a step back. Two young good pieces to build around. They're really good. Pareko uh, took a step back. Uh, Bennington is out of his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Um, th- at least like he's like okay well this ain't it I need to take it back a little bit before yep. you know well, why off the players that have value the Flyers would have fucking re-signed Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly to yes. eight year deals yeah. I mean they might still I hear they might still get O'Reilly back but for cheaper yeah he could be a rental to Leafs and sign in St. Louis again to to lead them through this sure Dude, if the Leafs don't win a first-round series against I, this Lightning team that's <laughs> falling apart, like, come on. I think they'll pick it up by playoff time. That's what they do. They're on cruise control during the season and then fucking turn it on during the playoffs. But I want nothing more than the Leafs to lose again. <laughs> At least, like, we get to Just enjoy that. Just the chaos that would come out of it. Just, 
Oh, it's no fun yeah. if they win. No, <laughs> oh. no. Just like uh, that's no fun if Pittsburgh wins for me. Like I'd like a nice first round exit for them. Are they back in the playoff picture? I believe they yes. were on the outside looking in last time. Yeah. Yes, the Flyers fucking helped them when they beat the Panthers. Yeah, go figure. NHL standing. Last I saw was like a three point lead on the Panthers. And uh, 82 for the second wild card. Panthers are at 79. Yep, same point. Yeah. Same amount of games played. That pretty much is it for the play. Uh, Caps are 76. They're far. Sabres and Sunders of 77s. Did the Capitals get rid of guys too? I believe they sold off a couple. Lars Eller's <laughs> gone and. Uh, Orlov. Guy. I don't know who the fuck it was. Orlov, Hathaway. <laughs> Like they moved guys. Yeah, like, Orlov. Yeah. Like the saying it, we're moving. Like when Fletcher was here, he would just get rid of one guy at a time. He'd get rid of an inconsequential guy like Michael Roffel and you know. Yeah. Or Simmons and then nothing else. Like, run, yeah. Get Michael yeah. He's back in Europe, isn't he? Roffel. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. went back to uh Austria this year. <sighs> but, uh, so I've not talked about this on in the air yet, but considering we're both wearing jerseys, what do you think of a uh, fanatics taking over the? Uh... I was going to bring that up too, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Dan is wearing a Rob Zepp game worn jersey. Yeah, one the of the old uh, jersey style, uh, winter classic shoulders. style. Rob Zepp game worn jersey. <laughs> and I am wearing an Atlanta Thrashers third jersey with no name on it. The old red ones. Uh... Um, <laughs> not not excited. No, that is uh, that's putting it mildly, eh? The, the NHL uh, does nothing right, okay? Like, there's there's rumors that Atlanta might get another team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what they need is a third try. It, like the um, how should I word this properly, Daniel? Like the uh, not not gay pride night. Hockey's for everyone. Yeah, they're right? gonna fucking like, potentially end that entirely. Really? That was the most recent rumor. I don't know how true it is, Why? but they're going to. Because they aren't big fans of all their players being outed as fucking homophobes and right-wing lunatics, so they're going to shut the night off in general. Oh, my God. Like, mm. would it really kill me? Like, here's my logic, Dan. And I'm not gay, so I'm not trying to speak <laughs> out of turn here, but you know me well enough. If your God is such a nice God, right? I'm not a religious Loving person. and accepting. And... Right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Right. You wear a jersey for 15 fucking minutes... And you're going to hell. Like, pretty sure your <laughs> awesome, forgiving God will forgive you for wearing a fucking jersey that just says, hey, this is for everybody. Well, you would think. But right? that's, that's not, uh, that's not how this religion thing works. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I'm not out of turn saying it. Am I? I'm not I don't think so. Here. We got to get our... Uh, I have a, uh, a pastor that writes for us now. We got to get him back on and explain this to me. He's on the Christmas going show. On. Yeah, I think so. I don't uh, really remember the Christmas show. <laughs> so I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just don't get it. Like, wear it for 15 minutes. I think your awesome God will forgive you if he's such a cool guy, right? <laughs> wear it for fucking 15 minutes and be done with it. You don't have to wear it again. Yeah, you'd think, but, you know. Some of them are pretty, like the Flames one was pretty cool. I Flames think. are a good one. Yeah. They just wore it last night, right? Yep. And then everybody Sell. wore it without fucking complaining, too. Yeah. And Daryl Souter was like, yeah, I like it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> bud. Like... You picture, like, say something, like, ridiculous because he's old. Like, I like the gays. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, ugh. 
I always wanted him to be the coach of my fucking hockey team. I was a big Daryl Suter guy when he was in L.A. But oh, yeah. we got Tortorella, which I guess is fucking close enough. But, but yeah, I, I just don't get the Provorovs and the Stalls and anyone else do it. Reimer, some whole organization shut the shit down to avoid Blackhawks, it. Blackhawks, right? Blackhawks did. I believe <laughs> Wild did as well. Somebody else did. And a couple, one guy, one, I think it was Labushkin who set out for uh, the Sabres the other night. Due to fears of Russia or whatever the fuck, even though that's not exactly holding water as a theory either. Um, but uh, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing, there, Dan. You can still have the night and sell them in the fucking store, and proceeds go to which fucking... nobody sells them in the stores. They do the auction stuff. I don't know why teams don't make that kind of merch because it would make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Rather than just auctioning off the uh, the gamers there, but. That's what I don't get. Like, okay, you're worried about your players not wanting to wear them. Okay, so don't make them wear them. Like, take that equation out of it. Take that part of the equation. And just fucking sell them in the fucking stores, not just for one night. Just put them in the fucking stores for the whole season. <laughs> and, and either, like, half the sales, all the sales, 70, like, whatever. And then that's how you, right? You can make a lot of money, yeah. Am I wrong? You can tell me. Yeah. No, I, I I do it with the uh, the uh, PHF. They auction off all their gamers, and I buy one every year from every team just because the money goes to a good cause, and I get a cool fucking jersey out of it. So if every team did that, if the Flames had those jerseys up for sale, if the Canucks had their jerseys, sure, I'd buy them all. You'd make fucking a million dollars a year off of me alone in jersey sales. <laughs> like, I, I I don't I don't get it. Like, okay, so stop. Like, like the NFL doesn't make them wear jerseys before the game, like when they're running around pregame, just sell. I don't think the NFL does stuff like that. Probably not. So, okay. Abandon the players wearing them. Avoid that fucking headache. <laughs> and then just... You could just sell them, yeah. Just sell them all year. Or a, whole, or, or a month. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a way to... It almost to, makes uh... too much sense. Yeah. That is part of the problem. Is right. The NHL has no idea how to market anything they're doing these days. But Oh, my God. Get Count Chocula out of the fucking <laughs> NHL. Like, he is such a dope. Oh, like, everyone else's leagues are flourishing. Baseball. I mean, that, that, that. We'll get back to the fanatics. But, <laughs> like, baseball's like, all right, we're going to make bigger bases. We're gonna have. We're gonna make the game faster. Pitch clocks and yeah, like eh. pitch clock. No more shifts. Uh, more jerseys for all these. Every every team's gonna have four jerseys, which I've been we've been saying for a while. Like, why doesn't every NHL team have at least three? Like, fuck your. We're the Red Wings. We don't let it there. No, fuck you. We need revenue. <laughs> and I read that like the NHL is done with the reverse retros. Well, it's an Adidas gimmick, so when the Adidas goes, but apparently, but the NHL well. owns. Yes, so they, could, they could have they one more next one? season, but yeah, there's you know. Why would you not do it again in a couple years? Well, because they're all fucking limited editions anyway, so they're not making any fucking money off of those jerseys to begin with, because they're fucking idiots. They're all limited edition runs. Hey, we have a hundred of each size behind me, so we gotta fucking do this. It's so stupid. I got this bad boy over my shoulder here. Yeah, the Islanders. Uh... The wrist retro there? Yeah, love it. And this is a Fanatics jersey in Atkinson. I the still Fanatics... did not buy a single reverse retro this year. Dude, you can... Uh, sportsk.com. 
tons. They're all blank. There's some named ones, but you can get like, and they're real, excellent prices. I digress. Thought about getting a couple of the uh, gamers there, one of the caps and stuff, but I was like, eh, fuck it. I just it's just gonna sit. I have so many fucking jerseys as is right now that <laughs> it's impossible to find a caps reverse retro for a good price. Yeah, and eBay's littered with fakes. Yep. Littered. Yep. Yeah, they but... used to crack down on that. They don't anymore. No, they don't give a shit anymore. No. But anyway, um, I could tirade about the NHL being fucking idiots all the day. <laughs> um, fanatics, right? Yeah. Like this is a fanatics jersey. I got an Atkinson one. I got like a Patrick Line on the Jets. I got a Eichel on the Sabres, like Fanatics quality because it was so cheap. Yeah. And I just wanted to have at least one team of each in my collection. But the quality sucks. Like yes. that Fanatics base level sucks. Yeah, I'm – there was not many rumors about who would take over um, production. Yeah. It was basically only ever Fanatics was the one, and I was always like, ah, oh, there's no way. Like, Nike or CCM, they're going to throw their hat in the ring, and maybe they did. You know, I don't think any of the discussions ever really were public, but Fanatics got it for 10 years, and by it does sound like they're going to take over Adidas's shop, the, the, the sweatshop that they're making these fucking things in, in Canada. You know, my guess is they're going to be better quality than the ones you're buying right now, but probably not great overall. I, I can't mm. imagine they're going to be as good as... And it really does suck, because Adidas made fucking awesome jerseys. They did. Um, their gamers were awesome. Even the replicas weren't bad. No, the prime green jerseys are nice. And it's just... <laughs> you know, the the game jerseys are such good quality now in Adidas that I, I don't know what they're going to be like. You know, so... Crash course in jerseys for everyone here real quick. The on-ice team-issued jerseys are called MIC jerseys for Made in Canada. The ones that you're going to buy on Cool Hockey or your local vendors, whatever they are, those are Indo jerseys because they're made in Indonesia. If Those are the, you know, the replica ones. And the Fanatics are just fucking shit because they're Fanatics. So, I don't know. I don't know what to... I'm not thrilled about it. It really hurts the sport. It hurts the hobby of jersey collecting. I, I can't even fucking fathom what this is going to be like. But uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, but, you know, the NHL's dumb, and I'm sure Fanatics paid them a fucking metric-ass ton of money to get that. Um, so, yeah, you see so, that Twitter page called uh, Fanatics Sucks? Mm-hmm, yep. Dude, like, it's astonishing how many mistakes they've made. So everyone buy as many jerseys as you can now. Um, stock up on Adidas stuff because uh, it's going it's going to be bad for That's a real long a time. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, maybe there'll be some more redesigns. There's definitely some teams out there that are apparently the Flyers may be doing. I've that heard that rumor. Yeah, yeah, it's popped up a couple times throughout the year, and it makes sense. Now that, you know, I was, I always thought they would do it once Giroux left, and now that he's gone, you know, it is time for something different. If they had any fucking sense at all in their minds, and it's the Flyers, so they don't, nope. but you'd bring back the Lindros jerseys. Yes, That's the all whole you set. gotta do. The whole set, yeah. the black, orange, white, just put those back up for sale, and you would make fucking uh, stupid money. Especially because you have all these young kids coming up, like... Like Tippett. Like people will want Tippett jerseys and Forrester jerseys yep. and Kate's. You gotta you renew Noya your uh, collections Heart. there. Yeah. Yep. It's just they would make so much money off those things and I feel like they're gonna do something dumb 
Apparently, it's neither one of the reverse retros, which is fucking good because the reverse retro yeah. sucked. But you know, if they if they were smart, you do that. Or the one I'm wearing right now, the 2012 Winter Classic, I'd, I'd settle for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the inverse of this one, which was what the Phantoms wore in in their outdoor game that year, the cream based ones, yeah. which were fucking awesome. That's all you got to do. Don't overthink this shit. If you're redoing your jerseys, don't overthink it, please. Yeah. It's already bad enough fanatics has these. You don't need to fuck up your design. I don't know why they're waiting so goddamn long to do it. If I was in charge of this shit, I'd probably refresh the jerseys every three to four years. Seeming like it's a good enough time to buy a jersey, have a new favorite player, have that player go away, and then <laughs> replace everything and make money again, rather than the same fucking orange and white scheme you've had since 20 fucking... 2009, I guess, was the first time they broke both of them out at the same time, so... Yeah, no, no. oh nine is when the white ones came in oh nine. Orange ones came no. in here later. Orange one was the third jersey in oh nine, and then the white ones they wear now was the twenty ten winter classic. That was backwards. Yeah, I got that right. Yeah, and then they right. then they both became full time the very following year, ten yep. eleven. Um, yeah, I mean, why? Well, I, I told you before, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, over there in Europe or even here in America, I think they do it now in the MLS. Home away third, New Jersey every single year, or they call them kits. Just, just make money. I mean, the 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 knockoffs market is huge for soccer teams because it's new every year. Yeah. But if your team's good and you want to support them, like I do, I've been buying an Inter jersey at least one every year. So I it makes no sense. Even like the NBA, like they all have four jerseys, most of the teams, and they recycle that fourth one every year. Like, make money, you dopes. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't trust the NHL doing anything right. But I am a little excited now that Dave Scott's gone um, and Chuck Fletcher is gone. This new guy, what's his name? Dan Hilferty or Dan Dave? Dan Hilferty. Huh? I don't know much about him. I saw that he had a hand in getting... The Pope and FIFA and Yeah, that's huge, man. Like the World Cup, I mean, as corrupt as FIFA is, I mean, it's still a pretty big deal to get the world your town to host World Cup games. So, yeah, so maybe he has a nose for sports on like He's Dave a big Scott mark does. for Philadelphia, which yeah. you know, and, and we we mentioned this on Flyers AD. No matter who it was you know, whether it was Camillo or Hilferty or somebody else would, would have ultimately taken over for Scott. This person doesn't have to be smart. They just have to be smart enough to realize they're not smart and hire people that do know what they're doing. And yes. Dave Scott was not. Dave Scott thought he was fucking smart and he was a goddamn idiot. You know, so you just got to hope that Hilferty, you know, he seems like he's a Philadelphia guy. seems like a big fucking mark for sports and whatnot. So hopefully he does the right thing. All he has to do is sit back and install people that know what they're doing that can build a team and he'll rake in cash for the rest of his fucking life because of it you mm-hmm. know just don't get your fucking hands in the cookie jar here and you'll be fine so yeah. i'm I, I i can't say i'm you know excited yet but i'm cautiously optimistic i want to see what the rest of the front office construction looks like before i start parading in the fucking streets but uh because some of these names that are thrown around there are not exactly inspiring fucking names like danny breer himself actually but uh yeah we shall see how this pans out, but it's cautiously optimistic that things are um, on the verge of changing this summer. Um, there, there will be new people, one way or the other. Just yeah, better yeah, of... and that's exciting at least a little bit. I'm not going to get like overly excited like I used to in years past because 
Just fucking <laughs> just gonna get burned again. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired of it, man. Like I, I'm not. I, I don't know. We're all we're all diehard Flyers fans, and it's a fucking disgrace. We have one series win in the last eleven years, which wasn't even a real thing. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like we all. Uh, well, here, here's the thing. So at work, we have these ride-alongs. It's like a program with the high school. So this one girl. You know, got to know her a little bit. She's a senior there at Quaker Town. And talk about the Flyers the one day. I'm like, yeah, they stink. She's like, doesn't they always don't, don't don't they always stink? And I'm thinking, like, she's 18. So pretty much all she remembers her is the Flyers stink. You yeah. I mean? Like when yeah. I was 18, I never saw the Flyers stink. I was too young and little in the early 90s. And all my earliest memories are Legion of Doom to the Gagne era to Forsberg Gagne era to the Jeff Carter, Mike Richards era to the Drew era to shit. I was a sophomore in high school during the 2012. Uh, yeah, playoff so run against I'm not getting upset about that anymore. <laughs> but it, it, if you're much younger than me, you probably don't remember much of that shit. Like, no. <laughs> you know, it's just like in 2012, she was eight years old. And it is interesting. I, I notice this shit on Twitter all the time, and it's more of like a weird psychology experiment kind of thing. But when people defend this team and this organization and this roster, and they paint people like Konechny on some fucking perch, you know, as some great fucking talent, when in reality she's yeah. a 50-point guy, I sit here and I'm like, it's been so fucking long where they don't know what a real star is. Even the most, even the best recent season was 17-18 with Giroux and Couturier. When yeah. Giroux had his 100-point season and Couturier... 17-18 was, what, five, six years ago already? Like Five years ago. It's like, if you're younger than me, you don't even know what good hockey is, and they've chased away so many of the diehards that all these new people here, if you're young and new and don't know what the fuck you're talking about, all you know is bad. And yeah. I think it's why this season is so split. We have people that are more on the rebuild train that realize that you need Bedard, you need talent through the draft, you need to stock your shelves, versus the people that are the anti-tank crowd, the people that are, oh, well, I enjoy their effort because all they've seen is shit for the last few years mm -hmm. that mildly, just barely improved effort they're giving now is deemed as some big fucking reward, right? Oh, well, they're getting better now. Well, fuck, that's not good enough. This is not, I don't want my team at just bare minimum, just barely getting by. I had somebody the other day that's like, well, they're going to finish right where they did last year, but they played better this year. And I'm like, okay, hold up. Say that slowly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What a dope. That's not, that's not a positive. Oh, so they're playing harder. You're championing them playing harder, but they're going to finish right where they fucking left off last year. Yeah. That's not a good thing. It's because they still stink. <laughs> it's because they still suck. There's not enough talent here. Yeah, some people took individual steps forward. Yeah, this is a good foundation building block year. But holy shit, you can't say that this year was a win, that it was a good thing. You still missed the playoffs by 30 points. Okay, <laughs> like, it's just, it is crazy to to think about that it's just been so fucking long that anybody that knew anything about what good Flyers hockey looked like isn't fucking around anymore. They all left. They were all smarter than you and I. They fucking checked out years ago and said, fuck this shit and left. You know? It's like, ugh. Travis Konechny couldn't carry Danny Briere's jock. No. He couldn't carry Simone Gagne's jock. Not even close. 
Fuck it. I look. I know he put up 27 goals. That is impressive. He probably would have hit 30 this year. Good for you. Okay, you finally did it after eight, eight fucking years. years. Yep. <sighs> yeah, too many too many people accepted some of these mediocre players over the year. It's like no, 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 no. Like, and and that's that's that that's been the fucked up thing. Is it's it, I'm glad Dave Scott is gone. Every time he opened his mouth, you're like, what <laughs> is this fucking? It? How about Jerry Mayhew? Okay. Ah, Gary Mayhew. What a guy. Yeah, dickhead. Like, thank God. Like, Hextall probably, I know Hextall. Mr. Schneider's probably stopped spinning in his grave now that some of the stuff is removed. I mean, going to the Flyers games, even following, it just felt like you were at the Walmart of hockey teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, <laughs> like, the stadium atmosphere was awful. Like the music was terrible. Uh, just the stupid drum they bang now. Oh and, yeah. And I'm still upset. I know they call me a boomer. Like the, what they did with the center <laughs> ice logo and just, just, it just felt just awful being down there. I did not go to a game this year. A couple of times I was offered free tickets. I said, no. Yeah. I haven't been to a game in uh, quite a few years now. Wow. I'll just go to the Phantoms, man. Like, I'd rather watch the Phantoms. Yeah, they're right up the street. 25 minutes away. <laughs> 25 yeah. minutes away. I think the last time I was there was when you saw me and Lauren. And then they're going to make the playoffs, right? N- yes. So I'll go More to than likely. Game. I guess they're, mathematically there's still a chance they fuck it up. But more than likely they're making the playoffs. Yeah. They only got a couple handfuls of games left, I think. Five home games. And uh, three or four road games. They've been playing really good lately. Yeah, they're 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 fine. They're they're playing better. They had a bit of a losing streak. I think they were playing very well until these call ups started, and all these people going up and down. I think really fucked with the chemistry that they had there for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, they're still a very good team. Sam Arson's been a little off of his game lately, but overall, the the, the product there, the talent of those prospects is still very high. So. Um, they're going to make the playoffs, you know, whether they make it anywhere in the playoffs and a different story, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, the first time they made the playoffs since fuck, I don't even know when 17, 18, ago? I think yeah, five years ago. I mean, I, I think Sam Ryan was a part of that rally, <laughs> rally in the Valley. Yeah. I'm definitely, Oh, uh, I'll definitely go to pigs games again. And side note, my wife and I are making a trip out to Pittsburgh the weekend. The Phillies are out there. We're going to go check out PNC park. Hmm. You ever been there? No, I've been to uh, the hockey PPG paints, but I've not been to uh, not been to the baseball. I heard it's awesome, yeah. and it's mostly Phillies fans because Pirates fans don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. I, oh, it's another kid. You think wisdom makes the jump next year? No, I I hope he gets more ice time at the Phantoms next year. Um. I don't, he's, there are not many guys either on the Flyers or Phantoms that I can look at and say they were mishandled this year. Wisdom is one of them. Um, strapped to the fourth line and been scratched a whole lot. And, and yeah, I get it. You've got so many fucking wingers now in the AHL as well that you're, he's been kind of the odd man out. But I think once Forrester and Brink get recalled, hopefully start the season up there next year, he should probably see a ton more minutes. So I don't think he's in the NHL next year, but we should hopefully see more of him in the AHL next year. Um, yeah. He could make it. He could make it to the NHL. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, 
I, I think your centers, I mean, Morgan Frost is probably getting resigned at this point. He's an RFA at the end of the year, so maybe a two-year bridge just to fucking let him hold a spot because you don't have any other fucking centers in this team. Sean Couturier is coming back. What the fucking do? And then you got Cates and Denoyer, which is a very underwhelming <laughs> center depth there. Yeah. But uh, I do like Cates, though. I like Cates him. is good. I, I think Cates will be, you know, the new Sean Couturier while the fucking old Sean Couturier is still here for seven more fucking years. And that's a Fletcher contract, right? Yeah. Oh, my. But he, he signed left... a year early on top of that. He left far more damage than Hextall did. Yeah. He, he Contract wise, he was probably worse than Paul Holmgren. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, even the Lawton deal, I still don't like. I'll, I don't even get the slopping over Lawton's knob. I, look, look, look. I don't want this to come out wrong. I appreciate. That he's a good teammate, and he has. I mean, when he was younger, he looked awful. He's come but a long way. He's still coming a long way. He's, he's has a he career is. high in goals and points right now. He, I just again like. He's a fourth liner at best when the Flyers were good. Yeah, he's probably a uh, sturdy third liner yeah, on a yeah. good competitive team right now, and I'm just so sour towards. The organization. I'm, I'm, I'm being a fair. little harsh. I'm being a little harsh. I know I am. Like, he's, I know I'm a it's, it's, it, he's in a weird spot too, you know, because I think trade value wise, a lot of teams would love him, mm-hmm. and especially he's got a nice contract, got some term on it. He's still improving. Just had a, 18 goals and 40 points, or whatever he's at now. You know, you could probably trade a lot for him, but I think he's kind of such a cornerstone at this point of this Flyers. Even though he's not the best player, he is kind of that, you know, kind of de facto captain and de facto leader that I, I can't imagine he actually gets traded. But he could probably rack up quite a bit of value in the trade scene. So, I don't know. I can't imagine he gets traded, but I also, again, probably not overly surprised if he does either. But, yeah, another one of those guys that's been here since uh, 2012. <laughs> I guess technically he didn't start till what, 16 he made the roster full-time, so it has full-time, been a while. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You know, and I've been here for fucking ever, <laughs> and we'll be continue no to be way. here for what three years, three four more years in the deal. Holy fuck! Look, he's obviously doing something right. Yeah, with getting a letter, and and that's I tell you what, like whether John Tortorella succeeds here or not, like he has I think squeezed anything he possibly can out of his roster, and at least like he has not been shy about what the state of the organization is. Yeah, we might not always agree with how he handles players or treats players, and he definitely has his shortcomings too. He's a hot-blooded Italian. I appreciate <laughs> him, but like, at least he's had the balls to like say what we're all thinking. Sometimes he's been the uh, best thing to happen to this organization in a very long time. Yes, overall. Just, but again, whether it was Fletcher's call or Dave Scott's call or Bill Barber, whatever the fuck it was, this was not the right season to hire him. No, you probably could have waited another year. <laughs> Just, uh, but, you know, guess they didn't have a whole lot of choice at the timeline didn't work on their favor on that one. But, you know, they, uh, they did have like a dozen coaches to potentially pursue last year, and they didn't. No. <laughs> they didn't do anything right the last four or five years. Actually, the last ten years, but. Yeah, yeah. Just the last five years were a calamity. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Oh, well, at least the Phantoms are right up the street and are a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Provide you probably better products most night as well. So, um, anything else you want to do? Uh, 
Get off your chest while you're here. I I I'm just I'm I'm, I'm I am excited that Fletcher and, and Scott are gone. And then on a side note, it is my cousin's birthday today. He was my best man, Johnny. Happy birthday, buddy. Love you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Johnny. Thirty three years old today. That's all about half your age. I turned thirty eight in May. Jesus. <laughs> That's like that's the worst I like I thought when I turned thirty seven, I was like, ugh. Then like <laughs> thirty-eight, I'm like, oh God, forties right around the fucking corner. Yeah. And I don't really act like it or look like it at least. And I still get twenty nine, which I'll take, thank you. But I I'm not excited about turning thirty eight. <laughs> at all. Like everything's starting to I don't hurt know if anybody that is. Uh no. No, I guess it just blows my mind. Like, uh, like my sister's thirty-four, my cousin's turned thirty-three. Like, we're all getting old. Like, it's crazy. My sister um, is pregnant with her fir- her first kid. My brother-in-law and her are expecting their first. It's gonna be a baby girl. Expected due date May twentieth. First kid on our side of the family. We're still trying. Are we naming it Daniel? Sure, Danielle. Right. Daniel, Danielle, whatever she wants. I told her, though, if the baby makes it to May 25th, my birthday, you have to name her Nicole. I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't we covered a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot. Yeah. Jerseys, bigots, <laughs> NHL being stupid. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Yeah, all the hot topics these days in the, in the NHL. Yeah. That, that that's still a good idea to me is you just put those jerseys for sale for a year a month half the season instead of just oh it's one night like fuck just make it a week like oh, even a week yeah you'd, you'd, you'd make money people would buy this shit but I think Vancouver was the only team that sick looking sold uh yeah. team issued jerseys to the public those uh, were cool too they, those were some of the best looking ones yeah, people were so furious the price was there, but I'm like, nah, that's what team issue jerseys go for. My guy, welcome to the fucking market. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, everyone. We'll call it a day here. Um, this is probably going up Thursday night. This is the second of three shows I'm recording today. Got a sisterly pod tonight. Sisterly pod. Yeah. Who you got on for sisterly pod? Uh, at least Katie. We're gonna try and get Phyllis on. We're Hi, Katie. We're gonna confirm the time on that one, but yeah. Um, bum, bum, bum. got a bunch of pre-recorded freaking flyers already recorded next week's flyer side chat so a lot of shit coming over the next little while here in the pod and uh, plenty of stuff on the website as well brotherlypuck.com check that out at Dan the Flyer Fan at Brotherly Puck at Brotherly underscore pod recorded a show with Anthony this morning that is already up on the thread obviously if you're listening to this one you probably see there's a flyer's ID behind it <sighs> no giving our listeners plug your eBay mm-hmm. yeah Just eBay Dan the Flyer Fan on eBay I may have some more jerseys up um, soon. I'm, I'm, I'm. I gotta clear all this shit out. I got another like, I don't know, fifteen or sixteen PHF jerseys coming now that their season's coming to an end, and I'm realizing that my jersey room is fucking packed to the gills right now. <laughs> so Jeez. I gotta, I gotta start clearing some shit. Um, so we shall see. Hopefully, the next week or so, I'll have more of that stuff up. So, yeah. Uh, 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 Nick. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at ForzaInter215. If you make the trip out to Pittsburgh this July, hit me up. I'll be sitting along the first baseline. We're spending two nights out there. Hmm. 
Holla at your boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Until next time, goodbye and good night.